Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Siri. Before we get started, I wanted to give you guys a shout out. I thank you for your tuning in to listen to my Left of Normal ramblings each week. I appreciate the support that you give me, and if you could help me out by sharing this podcast with your friends telling everyone why you love it and why it's the most amazing podcast you've ever listened to, that would extend the reach so more people could benefit from listening to my inane stories and ramblings. Last week, we took a little look at money and how my left of normal brain sees it as numbers, and numbers are logical, so therefore there's very little emotion attached to these dollars. Now, obviously, we need money to survive and buy all the cool things that allow us to hone in on our special interests. But life can be just a bit easier when you take the emotion out of something as emotionless as finances. Now, recently, I put an ask out there to what you guys want to hear about. What do you wonder about and what questions do you have about the left of normal mind and how it operates? I've heard a few good suggestions, but I am still open to ideas, really anything from the obtuse to the obnoxious to the obvious. Just message me, maybe put a comment on this episode. Uh, It's posted on Podbean and allows you to comment right there on the episode. But my preferred method would be if you engraved your question into the side of a Grizzly brand wood planer, I'm looking at the 5 horsepower 20 inch model, and then have that delivered right to my door here in Billings. There's no question that's too controversial, and obviously, if you don't want your name on it, send me a message, direct message, and I'll make sure to keep things anonymous. For today, I have a handful of things. There's a better word out there than things, but for now, let's just call them things. A handful of things that I find normies don't really understand that aren't that difficult to understand. Now, keep in mind, not all normies struggle with these concepts, and not all left of normals excel at them, but I have seen a strong correlation between normies not understanding them and left of normals understanding them. Now, as I was prepping for this podcast, I was running a bit short on time, so I'm going to try a little different approach here. Normally, I script out the entire podcast and more or less read them word for word as we go along and go through these various scenarios and topics. That way, I can more or less get all the information out there without missing anything that was important. Today, I'm going to try something a little different, and I've made bullet points on these talking points, and it's a bit more off the cuff. So I actually started this. I didn't like how it was going. I had to scrap it and start over. So let's hope I don't stumble through it the way I did the first time around. So first up on my list is giving directions. I've seen a lot of people that give directions based on landmarks rather than street names and distances and north, south, east, west. For instance, uh, suppose you're describing to me how to get to your house. You say 
You take the exit off the interstate that has the Walmart by it, you go under the overpass, the road will curve slightly to the right, go past the Albertsons, and then go down a few blocks, you'll see a giant tree on the left, big yellow house with a giant tree. One block past that, take another left, Go past the house with the broken down truck in the driveway, and ours is the that one, the next one, right next door to it. It's a blue house, and we have uh, pink flowers lining the walkway. Which I find to be a much more difficult and cumbersome method of explaining how to get somewhere. Instead of saying, take exit 421, the road will bend just to the right, you'll be heading east, go down 2.3 miles, take a left on Grand Avenue. You'll go down six houses. Ours is the blue house with the pink flowers, number 117. Even throwing in there, take a left. Now you'll be heading north or whatever it is. I've forgotten my directions already. But the point is, I find it's much, much easier to explain directions in terms of north, south, east, and west and street names and distances rather than <clears throat> arbitrary landmarks that could change. What if Albertsons goes out of business? Or what if the broken down truck moves? And so using these directions much more logically that I find, I don't know if those that are left of normal use these logical directions, but I find normies tend to use more landmarks. Love to hear your thoughts on that one, so uh, go ahead and leave comments and tell me I'm wrong. Uh, next up is investments. Uh, some of you know that I worked in finance for a number of years, and part of it was it came really easy to me. The investments were pretty straightforward. It was fun to do, crunching the numbers. Now, this isn't about the numbers side of it, and a lot of people aren't good at math, and that's fine. And even a lot of left of normal people aren't good at math. I heard, I've read quite a few things that many of them have dyscalculia or dyscalculia. But the investments themselves, the idea behind them, how they work, I mean, there's tons of them out there, but there's a real basic idea that there's IRAs and Roth IRAs and your 401ks. Those are called qualified accounts. That means they're qualified for some tax benefits. Some of them go in before taxes and you pay taxes when you take the money out. Whereas like a Roth IRA, you pay taxes now, but then any growth, anything you pull out of there, you've already paid taxes, so you don't pay taxes again. Great idea for a young person that is in a lower tax bracket now who believes they will be in a higher tax bracket later on in life. And ultimately, Taxes probably will go up. Uh, whole nother topic, but basically we're living in a pretty tax, a pretty low tax time period in America. And as you can see with the state of disrepair that our country is falling into, we probably need to be taxed a bit more. So anyway, <clears throat> these concepts and ideas of investments, I find them to be just very straightforward. There's a handful of things you actually need to pay attention to. But a lot of people just get caught up and then don't fully understand what's going on. I had so many conversations over my years working in finance where I would explain the exact same thing over and over and over. And people still like could not understand what to do or how it worked. They'd ultimately 
most of them would ultimately just say, okay, whatever, I trust you. I understand that this is working the way you say it is. Now, I was going to get into a little story here on my my initial foray into investments. I think I'm going to pass on that one. Uh, it's not really applicable to the podcast today. Another thing, I don't know if this is exactly a normies versus left of normal thing. Another item, another thing that I have noticed is a lot of people in general are kind of averse to learning new things. Uh, Basically, the thought process behind this goes, I'm not real smart, so learning's hard for me, so I'm just going to stay dumb instead of putting forth an effort or trying. Whereas nobody is born smart. Um, Most smarts comes from applying yourself to something that you need to learn. Now there are obvious difficulties that are going through school and some people learn a lot faster than other people. But it seems to me, I don't know if it's normies that do this more than left of normal people, but they just kind of give up when something doesn't make sense. So instead of putting forth the effort, learning new things, and just diving into it, they just shrug it off as though it doesn't really matter. Now, I know for myself, I've dived into many topics that I was just interested in. I didn't have any reason to learn them, but I wanted to learn them. So I look them up and I start memorizing facts or checking it out. And so I have all this kind of trivia knowledge that I just have because, hey, I wanted to learn about slugs. So anyway, next up on the list, uh, I think this is more of an introvert versus extrovert thing, but it's how to handle periods of inactivity. Throughout our lives, we go through times where just not much is going on. Uh, We saw a big big, big example of this a couple years ago when we were told that uh, COVID-19 was devastating the nation and so we all needed to stay home two weeks to flatten the curve or whatever that was and that turned into like two years. But there was a time period where everything was basically shut down. We didn't really, we thought it would open back up within a few days, but suddenly everyone needed to stay home. Not much was going on. You had your Netflix and the Joe exotic tiger guy. But I noticed all my extrovert friends were like chomping at the bit and going crazy. Whereas all my introvert friends were just like, eh, this is kind of cool. I don't have to deal with people. And so I actually wrote a blog about this uh, that says, you know, introverts have to play the part of an extrovert the majority of their lives extroverts can play the part of an introvert for a couple of weeks. So I noticed that uh, there's a big difference just in these two different peoples, not necessarily normies versus left of normals, in how they handle inactivity and when there's not external stimulation to participate in. Love some feedback on that one too. Go ahead and tell me what's what in the comments. Next one is 
the understanding of neurodivergent people. Uh, this is more than just left of normals. This is, you know, anyone with any neurodivergency, ADD, ADHD, um, some of the other ones, OCD, basically all these different ways of thinking and different ways that brains operate. I find that most neurodivergent people understand neurodivergent people better than normies understand neurodivergent people, even if their neurodivergencies are different. For example, many left of normal people come across to the normies as rude. Part of it is we're a bit more introspective, so we're thinking a lot before we say things, and we're trying to understand what's going on. We're trying not to make any social faux pas, and so we don't respond right away. There might be kind of a monotoneness to our voice, a little bit of a blank look on our face. And then when we do respond, it's a bit more factual and blunt. And so many of these normies take that as somebody being rude. Now, I've learned to recognize this a lot in myself. So generally, I try not to be as blunt or as rude sounding as I used to, but a lot of people say things that are just wrong. I used to correct them all the time, and now I just have to bite my tongue and pretend like I didn't hear them and let them wallow in their ignorance. I see this more as understanding between the left of normals. We know what's going on, we understand each other a little bit more, but normies don't seem to quite grasp that idea that there are a lot of people out there that think differently than themselves. The other one that stands out to me is just kind of a use of logic. Uh, most of our lives are dictated, they're run by logic. We make a lot of emotional decisions, but things are logical. If this, then that. If the humidity gets too high, then it will rain type of thing. Uh, a lot of nature, a lot of geographic type things, a lot of uh, scientific stuff is all based on logic. Whereas it doesn't seem to me that, well, it seems to me that left of normal people tend to rely more on logic and less on emotion because we look at nature and we look at life and we see the if this, thens that's. And so we structure our lives around, if I do this, then that will happen. Whereas it doesn't seem to me that those who are not left of normal quite grasp this. It seems like, if this, then hopefully that. Rather than making sure that if you set things up the right way, that will happen. That's a little vague. I know I wasn't fully thinking this one out. That's what happens when I don't script these things. I just kind of... Uh, bumble my way through it. But fortunately, we were out of that section. I did script out the last bit of this podcast, so we'll jump right back into this good stuff, and you guys can just skip over that stuff that you just listened to. It was crap. But before we wrap up, I wanted to look, take a little look into some of the things that we learn along the way as we go through life. I believe this applies to every person, neurodivergent, neurotypical, normies, left of normals, whatever you want to call yourselves. Follow along, if you will. When we're born, we come into existence, and we're largely helpless. We 
can't even sit up and rely on other people to do everything for us. Eventually, we can sit up on our own, but we need help getting around, pushed in a stroller or carried. But it's not too long after that. We can walk and we toddle about. Our feet stance wide apart and we take little short stumbly steps. Soon we'll develop our coordination and we can walk without too many issues. And very soon after that, we run, jump, and we climb. And then throughout most of our life, we enjoy this ability to use our bodies masterfully. But as we age, much more than, you know, as we age as a young person, talking about now as we're getting into our senior years, we don't can't really climb much anymore. And then shortly after that, jumping is out of the question. And movements start to slow, no more running, it's more walking. And as the older a person gets, the less coordinated they are, and their stance starts to widen back out, and they toddle along. Eventually, standing and walking are pretty much out of the question, and they need some help being pushed around in a wheelchair. Finally, sitting up alone can't be done by themselves, and life is largely confined to lying down until existence ends. I don't know why I was thinking about this. I don't know how this fits into anything related to the rest of this podcast, but it's an interesting bell curve of ambulation. It's just a fancy word for being able to move. So then let's consider how our minds work and how you develop the knowledge that you know. There's a meme that's floating around out there. I see it every pop up every now and then. It says something along the lines of, how did anyone learn or fact check before the internet? And the answer is, we didn't. Your aunt misfed you misinformation And you just believed it to be true for the next 20 years. We'll come back to that here in just a minute. When you're born, you don't know anything. And then as you grow up and through childhood, a a bulk of the information you know comes from your parents and from school. And for kids, the smartest people in the world are their parents. Parents have all the answers. But then as you get into your teenage years, you realize that your parents are just out of touch and they really don't know anything and they become the dumbest people in the world. You get into your college years and suddenly you realize there's this vast amount of knowledge out there that you didn't even know existed. At least now you don't know the knowledge, but you know what you don't know. After college, all of a sudden your parents have this adulting thing figured out or at least they pretend to, and they're once again the smartest people in the world. And then progress another 20-ish years, and you realize that they were largely BSing their way through life and didn't have a clue what was going on. Now, I can't speak to what life is going to be like later on, after post-20 years post-college. So, that's all I have on that one. But if you look at the idea of the smartest people in the world and the dumbest people in the world and the smartest people in the world and the dumbest people in the world, it kind of takes that, not a bell curve, but more of a, a double bell curve, maybe? Just like that ability to ambulate takes a similar curve. So I'll show you how some of this uh, knowledge stuff played out so far. When I was a kid, I would ask all sorts of questions to my parents. And looking back, I feel that most of the time they were just fed up with questions and they would make up dumb answers to get me to shut up. Now, of course, I'm just on the spot and I can't think of any examples. And I, even once I 
came up with this idea. I still can't think of any examples, even though it's a couple days later. Uh, maybe by the time I post this or by the time you listen, there'll be a comment that talks about an example. Anyway, teenage years, I learned a lot of life skills from my dad, like how to change the oil in your car, check the tire pressure, simple home maintenance, all of that. And he seemed to have it all pretty well figured out and appeared to really know what he was doing. For example, if you check the air pressure in your tires, there are certain guidelines that you're supposed to follow. When I was learning this from my dad and kind of what to look for, he showed me that on the side of the tire, it says max pressure 44 pounds. I just checked my 1997 Honda shitbox, and that's what it says. So when he was refilling the air in the tires on cars, he would always fill it up to that max 44 pounds of pressure. It was quite a while later when I was using my thinking brain, and I know now it's probably not a good idea to be rolling around at max pressure. But it was when I worked at Walmart in the tire and lube department, I learned that you just open up the door, and inside the door jam it shows what pressure you should fill the tires to. In my case, it's 32 pounds, not quite 44. As a homeowner, I bought my first house when I was 23 years old, almost 24, and I checked in with my dad how to do certain things. He always was doing updates and fixing up our house, all growing up and everything, so I figured, check with him, and he'd give me instructions, he'd give me ideas, help me to do things, give me some guidance, and then over time I realized I should probably be checking Google and YouTube to see how this is done. Because I learned a lot of methods that he employed weren't really the best ones, and sometimes they were just downright wrong. Now, the point here isn't to say parents don't know anything. In fact, they do have much more experience living life than we do. The point, however, is to say that we have all this access to information in the world. It doesn't take long to look something up, to double-check the right way to do it, and then we can graciously go back and gently correct our parents for not doing it right. Uh, But that's how they were taught by their parents, and that misinformation, like the meme indicates, was just handed down throughout history. So, I don't know if that's a left of normal trait or not. Maybe everybody does this. Perhaps normies tend to merely take their word for it more than left of normals take people's words for it where we like to double-check and look things up and verify information? I don't think so, but maybe someone in the comments can set me straight on that one. So, hopefully coming up we'll have some better ideas and better podcasts, because this one feels like it was all over the place. I don't blame you for absolutely hating it, but still rate it five stars. For now, you've had a peek into the world where everything left is right. And if it feels right, then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join the Facebook community. Remember that I would love to talk more about the things that you are interested in hearing. I just need to hear from you. And of course, share this podcast with your friends, whether they are left, normies, or right.